What is up, party people? Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. No, I did not make that up myself. Yes, it is the good morning song that I learned in kindergarten that for whatever reason was stuck in my head this morning. So I bestow that gift upon you, the most partiest people, all five of you. Welcome to yet another episode of the Herapist is In, but this is not just any episode, no. This is the 70th episode of this podcast. You heard me right. I have put out as many episodes as the co-host is old. Did that make sense? As the co-host is years old. There we go. I've put out 70 episodes, one for every year of the co-host's life. If you've ever seen her in person, you would probably shit yourself hearing me say that because she does not look 70. She doesn't. She just doesn't. She looks great for her age. And that's even after covering herself in baby oil um, and sitting with those, I don't know, metallic sun, sun catcher getter things. They fold out and they're aluminum and you hold them to your face. People used them in like the 60s. 70s and beyond if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about yes she used to do that she used to cover herself in baby oil and like go lay out she's crazy but other than that she looks fabulous i don't know why i'm talking about that coast when you hear this please don't hit me because you guys should know she cusses at me and she hits me yes this is a secret cry for help this episode is absolutely a secret cry for help i am abused by my elderly mother she goes into fits of rage around sundown times and she just loses her shit on me and i've dealt with it for years and i'm ready to, i'm ready for help she's gonna kill me oh well too bad so sad she's not here i have the entire recording studio to myself right now oh yeah 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 it just feels good just had to do that. It just feels good. What is up, party people? Happy summertime check-in. I guess I can say midsummer check-in. Ooh, but not midsummer like the movie. If you haven't seen that movie and you like to get freaked out, watch it. That movie is phenomenal. Anywho, here we are. Hi. <laughs> this is the 70th episode. I cannot believe that I have hit 70 episodes. If I start to think about it too much, I'm going to get emotional and I'm not trying to do that. This is not a crying episode. This is not a sad episode. This is an episode about gratefulness, gratitude, and all things getting the hell out of town because I'm sick and tired of working. I'm tired of it. To me, podcasting isn't working. The little like random TikToks and reels that I've made that are absolutely just saved to my drafts, they are not published. I have such a difficult time doing the socials. So bad. When I make it huge, when this thing pops off, when we are getting nationally syndicated and they're talking about giving me my own radio show and stuff like that, I'm going to have to have a whole team. Someone who's just like, Stephanie, just take the pictures and make the videos and send them to me. I'll put them together. Cool. I, I will gladly pay you for that. It's not that I can't do it. I, uh, it's just work to me. It's like homework. It's like doing homework. And I was really smart and I did great on tests so I wouldn't have to do as much homework, even though I should have been doing it anyway. But that is neither here nor there. 
Welcoming you with my kindergarten morning woke song brings joy out of my heart, but apparently it also makes me talk about school and work feels like school and doing hair is work. So there we are. In a nutshell, I am taking some time off. Um, according to my clients, I'm taking a week off. According to actual physical work days, I'm only taking three days off. But I'm not doing any hair this week. And it feels wonderful. Am I anxiously anticipating thinking and overthinking about things that have nothing to do with hair now? Yeah, because then, it, you know, the displacement of the anxiety, it's got to go somewhere, unfortunately. But this is what we are trying to deal with and reconcile by taking off and going out of town. Dee, 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 dee. <sighs> Last year around this time, I was out in Palm Springs. I took myself on a little staycation mini mini vacay staycay because what hour and a half it's not that bad i went out to the desert i recollected myself i spent some time with myself and it was freaking amazing i'm thinking about doing the exact same thing the only thing that keeping me from booking the hotel is the fact that now they're charging me to park there and that bums me out it's an open parking lot why do you have to charge me 15 dollars a night. It's like a resort fee. So basically they're calling it paid parking, which is what most resort fees are. And I, I might have to pay it. I don't know. I don't know. I still haven't booked yet. I'm still debating where to go. I'm always drawn to either the water or the desert. It's either the, the beach or the desert. And being that I am unseasonably light, Normally, for the last five summers, I would say I have been nice and dark, nice and copper tony, like you can see the white of my cheeks versus the tan of my legs. That is not happening this year. This June gloom, this, this beautiful Cody weather that we had has just prevented me from getting to my peak summertime skin tone, which means any time I spend out in the sun, unless I'm completely, completely on it and don't miss an inch of skin, I'm, I'm bound to catch a little, I'm bound to catch a little too much. I don't want to put it into the atmosphere, but you know what color I'm talking about. I'm bound to turn a little bit of that, but just to get out and about and not have to worry about rushing back by Thursday to get to work for clients. It's just not. It's just not, it's, it's not on the agenda. It's not on my mind. It is on my mind a little bit, but it's not. I'm grateful that I'm giving myself the time. I go back and forth with myself on things like this all of the time. And I know, and I know that at least one of you has to feel this way. It's like a self-imposed mom guilt. It's probably the best way that I can describe it considering that most of my listeners are women. So, and most of you are moms, so you will probably relate. But for me, it's probably as close to mom guilt as I can guilt. I don't have kids. So think of my business as my child in that way of me not wanting to spend any money or time on myself because I feel guilty knowing that that should be poured back into my business. I feel guilt for spending money on myself. I start to think and I overthink about the things I have coming up in the future because yes, I do have a couple music festivals coming up, even though they're both completely paid for. I'm still thinking about that. I have 
things like that, that are on my mind that I just worry about. I worry about the future. I worry about finances. However, I pray so diligently and trust in God and the universe that that money that I spend is going to come back to me abundantly. The money that I spend abundantly because I work so hard is going to come back to me abundantly. If I look at my calendar right now, I can see the list of clients that are ready and waiting to come in immediately as soon as I get back. So it's not for fear of not having money. It's not like I'm not completely booked out almost fully into September. That has nothing to do with it. But the fact that I'm spending the money on myself, it jars me. It's rattling. It it scares me. It throws me off. And I will struggle all day today until I book the room. I will struggle with should I or should I not? Can't I just, what if I just go to a spa like local? What if I go and drive around town? What if every day I pick a different part of the city to go visit? What if I drive out to the beach and just like hang out at the beach all day? It's not going to give me the same satisfaction as getting out of town. And I know this. I'm going to get my swerve on. I'm going to hang out and just probably do some work, honestly, because we're changing things in the shop. I am going to be changing things up. You know, I am trying to make my exit from hair altogether, partially, mostly, and just do it on my time when I want to do it in accordance to how I want to do it. Please don't take it personally. And if you do, then wear it like a coat of armor. And I hope that it drowns you because you shouldn't. This is all business. We're talking business and business has nothing to do with us personally. It has nothing to do with you directly and personally. You are not the reason why I want to walk away. You're just not, just know that. However, I see it as the first huge step in making my escape. It's necessary. It's absolutely necessary for me to engage in living the life that I see fit best for myself, the life that I want right now. If I continue to sit around and hope and wait and think about things changing, it never will. And if I have learned anything on this 70 episode journey of self-exploration, it's that the more I let go of, the more I'm willing to allow to change, the more I am open to, the more I receive, the better things get, the closer I am to a positive outcome that I get. It, it just, it radically changes things in my life to allow things to change. And as someone who has been terrified of change and finds comfort in the mundane, finds comfort in the familiar, finds comfort in not changing anything, I'll tell you this, I've never felt closer to myself. I have never felt more on point with who I know I truly am. I have never even known myself to be this person that I am, but dang, does she feel good. It feels right. Everything I'm doing right now just feels right. And beyond that, it's kind of crazy. If you have been on this journey with me, you will remember the episode Unfuckwithable. And if you don't remember the episode Unfuckwithable, you can go back and check it out. I think it's a season one episode. It could be season two. It's either season one or two. Unfuckwithable. That is one of my goals. That has been one of my goals to become truly unfuckwithable, to be so secure in who I am, what I'm doing, and the things in my life that mean the most to me, that I'm untouchable, that I cannot be fucked with. And damn, if I am not feeling like that, I am feeling unfuckwithable. I have gotten to a point where I can start to even start to 
I won't say fully, I won't say I'm a hundred percent there, but I'm having less and less fucks to give. And I'm getting to a point where I can start to let things just roll off my back. And oh, my back has been a flat tabletop for a very long time. So to see it starting to roll over and roll back and roll down and the things that should bother me, the things that would have bothered me in the past, the people and the situations that would have had me upside down in the past, they just don't affect me. They don't bother me. It might get to me in the instant, but my way of relating to it, my way of dealing with it, my way of understanding, walking past it, better yet walking through it, is just not fuck withable. I am starting to put up such loving, proper, healthy boundaries that those things that used to permeate my outer shell just can't make it in. The things that used to get past my guards to get to me, to tear me down, to make me feel bad, to make me think other, they just don't get to me. It is insane. The healing that I have gone through over these 70 episodes over this near year and a half of change, of growth, of looking inside to draw from the depths, to heal lifelong wounds, to feel adequate, even just to feel adequate was something I couldn't get to. And now I am so much more than that. I know I am so much more than adequate. I am beyond what most people can or deserve to handle. The way that I love abounds. I have so much to give and to offer, and yet I'm able to withdraw and hide and refrain from giving and offering too much giving and offering more than I need to, unless it comes to myself, unless it comes to myself, which is where we are. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm in struggle mode. I have been searching sites. I have been looking at the same room at the same hotel for the last four days because I cannot jump. I'm still fighting against myself. I'm still fighting to see beyond the vision in the mirror. I'm still fighting to see beyond what people have put on me, to see beyond what I have adapted from the outside and told myself it's in. It's like, I know the girl I see in the mirror is me. I know the woman that is standing in front of the mirror is me, but I'm not resonating with her until I tell myself that I am everything that I see and everything that I don't. I am getting to a point where I am choosing to see myself through my own eyes and not through the lenses that were put on me. Too often as we go through life, we collect the words, we collect the aspects, we collect the way that people see us, we collect the way that people think about us, we collect the things that people have told us, and we adapt them and we assume that that is who we are, that those things are true about us when they are absolutely false. It is a narrative that we have been told one too many times and have adopted and adapted to, to become the skewed version of ourselves. One of the weirdest things has started happening to me in my 
well, if I believe it, I can achieve it mind frame in my, it's my world. So I'm going to make of it what I want. This is my video game and my simulation. So I am the winner. Mind frame of thinking is that when I look in the mirror now, especially a full length, full body mirror, I see myself being exactly who I see myself being. I am tired of looking through a skewed lens. I am tired of doing what is supposed of me. I am tired of living for other people and it's time for me to live for myself. But when it comes time to doing things for myself is where I have the whatever we're calling this guilt. It's not mom guilt. It's woman guilt. Let's be real. It's just woman guilt. It's the guilt of a woman. It is how a lot of women feel. I know, I know it's just in me to think that way and to feel that way. And I'm trying with everything to break that. I am trying with everything to just shatter that glass because that's all it is. It's glass and it's just a little dirty. Clean it up with some Windex or break it down. Either way, I know I carry that weight, but as I choose to continue to take it off of me, I am seeing myself differently. People are seeing me differently. I am being asked if I'm losing weight. And technically speaking, I might not be actual poundage. I might not be, but I am losing the weight of burden. I am losing the weight of other people. I'm losing the weight of darkness. I'm losing the weight of sadness and hurt. And is this even a word? Manipulability? I don't think that's even a word, but the weight of allowing others to manipulate you either knowingly or not losing the weight of that is dropping weight off of my body. At least that's what it looks like to me. So it doesn't matter what it looks like to you. I'm going shallow hell on this bitch. If you haven't seen shallow hell, it is a beautiful movie and I recommend it. It's funny. Jack Black, Gwyneth Paltrow, funny, funny movie where he sees the woman that he loves with his heart. She is an overweight woman. He sees her looking like Gwyneth Paltrow. And that's all he sees. And nobody can convince him that Rosemary looks any differently than what he sees and what he feels. And to be able to look at myself in the mirror like Rosemary, it feels great. And that is an accomplishment in and of itself, but it still does not stop me from feeling like I do not deserve to spend what I see as a slightly outrageous amount of money on myself to get away. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Keep those comments to yourself or if you are a professional, maybe help me diagnose. But even then, it's not going to phase me. I have the money. I have it. I have it. And what I spend, I'm going to get back. Because Number one, because yes, I believe in that theory of abundance as it relates to me. But number two, because my calendar full of bookings that I'll have to deal with when I get back from this little brief hiatus tells me that I'm okay. But Stephanie doing for Stephanie and not doing for other people. Oh gosh. We'll just call it Steph guilt. Cause it's not mom guilt. Steph, actually, it's not even Steph guilt because baby Steph, baby Steph doesn't give a fuck. She's going to book herself in a five-star resort if I allow her. Stephanie is the one that worries about being able to do for other people. Stephanie is the one who tells me maybe I should just see if anybody wants to come in on Saturday and not do anything. Stephanie is the one that makes me feel guilty for wanting to do this and tries to remind me that maybe I shouldn't because it's not safe. 
not that it's not safe physically because I know I feel safe, but not safe financially. And we know, I know, I admit that that is my biggest fear. That is one of my biggest fears. It's a scarcity mindset from being a kid. It's a knowledge that maybe I shouldn't have had about financial troubles that my parents went through. Um, being able to handle it with maturity at a very young age, I think was a detriment to me in a lot of things, like a lot of things that um, are traumatic from childhood, me being a mature child, not having the maturity of an adult, but being a mature child and withstanding and withholding and just letting everybody think I was okay and telling myself everything would be okay. It was a detriment to me. It, it's something that right now in this very moment I'm feeling and I'm processing. And although I said it wasn't going to be a cry episode, I'm choking back tears a little bit because that's heavy. It's heavy to have that kind of responsibility as a child, but even more so to make that responsibility for myself. Nobody told me I had to take care of myself like that. I chose to do it. And when I showed the adults that I could, then they knew it was one less thing they had to worry about. And that's probably why I did it. I'm trying to think of the, like the youngest age where I can think that I didn't do it. And I can't, I can't think of that. I don't, I don't know a time when that didn't happen. And I've always been very, very emotionally mature and just mature in a lot of things. And I handled a lot and dealt with a lot and it's put me back in my life. But now I'm overcoming that. And I need to do things like getting away and spending a few hundred dollars on myself on a nice hotel for a few days to recharge and reset. I need to do that or else I'm never going to break out of the scared three-year-old who will just keep it to herself because it's already hard for mommy and daddy. It's already hard for mom and dad and I don't want to burden them with anything so I'll just handle it. I need to not handle things like that. I still haven't handled and worked through caretaking for the co-host. And I think that's a lot of the push and drive for me to take this trip because it was a lot. It was very scary. At a lot of moments, I did feel like a child. Just like a lost little child. And I think I need to go take that kid to her nice hotel that she likes and spend some time with her and just re, just re, re everything, rework, resituate, reinvest, revive. There we go. I need to revive because I'm obviously very good at covering up. I did not think the episode would go like this. I sang you my good morning song and I felt all kinds of joy. But apparently this repressed heartache, all, all the, the difficulties of life that I have been handed, the difficulties of life that I choose to go through and take on, the difficulties of life that are just part of me. I need to go and shed some of that. So you know what? I'm not going to feel bad. 
as I swallow and choke down. I'm not going to feel bad because I know I, I have this week off for a reason. I know that I am going to go spend some time with myself and just do anything and everything that I want, not have to worry about the co-host because she's here and she's safe and not have to worry about work because I'm off and not have to worry about anyone but Steph and what Steph wants to do. So let me wrap this episode up by encouraging you to just tap in, you know, just tap in, let the thoughts come as scary as they are, let them come. Because just like the ebb and flow of the ocean, the rolling in and rolling out of the tide, the thoughts will come and then they will leave. You don't need to keep inviting them back. Let them get washed out to sea. Let them come up on shore, see what it is for what it's worth, and let it wash away. Tap in and process. Tap in to the hard stuff. Tap in to the dark stuff only to discover what it is to be able to let it go. Don't tap into hold on to it. Don't tap into invest into it. You've already done enough of that. It's time to tap in, acknowledge, and let it go. Let it go. Can't hold you back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. I don't even know if those are the words, but that was a little, you know. Little copyright infringement for a hot sec. Elsa and Anna, that bitch. Elsa and Anna, that bitch. Let it go. Like, I am going to let go this fear of losing money. I'm not losing it. I'm investing it, right? I'm investing it on myself. I'm investing it in myself. So I encourage you to do the same. You deserve it. You're worthy of it. You've worked hard for it. And like I am telling myself at this very second, you know, you're going to spend that money anyway. So I'm either going to spend it in town or out of town on myself. Either way, that money is getting spent. I am going to find joy in it. I'm going to rejoice in doing it. And I am going to enjoy myself. So ta-ta for now. I need to get my act together, book this vacay. So that way tomorrow I can get on the road and I will talk at you soon.